I hope you enjoy the upcoming content that we'll have for you on today's episode. I think you'll get quite a bit out of it. And know that today's episode is brought to you by the Swim Master Melody Course at successwithmusic.com. If you are in the songwriting game, if you are in the production game, make sure you understand what it takes to create a melody before you get to mastering and mixing and all that man it all starts with a powerful melody check it out today it is absolutely worth the investment the swim master melody course at successwithmusic.com hey let's get to the show this is swim success with music What's going on, everybody? This is Walt. Again, this is Success With Music. We call this show Swim for short. I am your music coach, your genre mashup master, your polka experimental rapper. Yeah, I know. That made no sense. (laughs) Yo, let's dive in. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Again, this is Walt. This is Success With Music. This is a podcast Designed specifically for musicians, we are about that music life. I appreciate you tuning in wherever you happen to be in the world. I hope you're well. And if you've been keeping up with us in the past uh, couple of weeks or so, we've been working to learn about music theory. So for those of you who are a bit intimidated by music theory or just getting started with it or you're having it in lessons or you've been told that it's something you need to know, we are trying to uncover some of the basic foundational pieces of music theory and today we're going to continue on in that in talking about the formula for the major scale if you've missed any of the episodes specifically with music theory please go back to the previous weeks so that you can get caught up because we are building a foundation again this is incredibly important for those who are just trying to get an understanding of how this whole thing works all right so we'll get to that in a second and before we do It's the top of the show, so I want to bring some interesting facts for you today. So yeah, so preparing for the show, I came across some music-related facts. Now, I didn't independently verify the the truth, the truthfulness to these things, but they seem kind of legit. So um, yeah, if I'm wrong, then you know I'm guilty of passing on bad information. But I think most of these are correct. And uh, check these things out. Tell me if you heard about these things before in the music world. I found them pretty interesting. And again, we're talking about music facts. Interesting music facts for today. Here's the first one. Do you happen to know what the most expensive instrument is or was? Apparently, the most expensive musical instrument in the world is a Stradivarius violin that sold for anyone, anyone? $15.9 $15.9 million. I mean, music gear is expensive, but man, that's uh, that's next level right there. All right, next one. Your heartbeat can mimic the beat of the music you're listening to. And if you're listening to trap, you may have a heart attack. Here's another fact. People actually prefer the original versions of songs 
not because they're the best thing ever, but because it's the first version they came across that, that they're familiar with. So a rendition may actually be better. You may have a better vocalist doing a rendition, but again, people prefer the original songs because it's the first thing they came across. They're used to it. All right. For you botanists out there, in 2007, a study found that music, especially classical music, helps plants grow. I'm not even sure what to do with that one. But anyhow, let's go into the next fact here. Um, favorite songs are favorites because they're associated with an intense emotional event in your life. You know, like going to a dance or a prom or your vacation. That music kind of... Um, makes a significant mark in your life because of things like that. Again, emotional events. And we kind of talked about that in the previous episode, how music music is fused with emotions. All right, let's keep going. Listening to a happy or sad song not only affects your mood, but can change your perception of the world around you. So if you're sitting there listening to your apocalyptic music, you may think that the world is going to blow up and it's on fire. All right, last one. Leo Fender. Hopefully you heard that last name before, Fender. Leo Fender, who developed the first solid body electric guitar and electric bass guitar, never learned to play either instrument. What kind of hypocrisy is that? Bro, play what you made. All right, so that's all I have. Let's go ahead and move into our main topic of the day, which, again, as I mentioned, we're talking about the major scale formula. So last week, I said that we'll get into that formula, and, of course, we will. But let's do a quick recap on something I mentioned before. I said music theory overall is a principle-based subject. Now, it's a systematic approach to understanding, playing, and creating music. Now, a better way to think about this is to see music theory, and we kind of talked about this last week, like recipes for your favorite foods. Now, I don't know about you, but if I have a great meal somewhere, after enjoying that meal, the number one thing I'm thinking about is, man, I would like to relive that experience all over again. So there's this pizza place on the other side of town. And they're like, I don't know, 30 minutes away. This place is my hands down favorite place, pizza place specifically, because they're good and because they are incredibly, I mean, incredibly consistent. I mean, like the amount of cheese, how much meat is on the pizza, the right amount of sauce. I mean, the way they cut it, the temperature. I mean, the whole thing. I mean, they are incredibly very, very consistent. Now, and this may not be a big deal to you, but when I go to places like this, I hate it when you get, you know, you order your pizza one day, it's good. The next day, eh, I mean, it's all right. I hate that. But this place, again, is consistent. And the whole thing that they do, everything that they put into their process is basically their recipe, of course, for the pizza. But they have a formula, something that they're doing with the workers or they're training something happening there is very, very consistent to the point where their products turn out the same over and over and over again. 
And music theory is kind of like that. It gives you a formula. It gives you different recipes. If you follow those recipes closely, you should be able to replicate anything in music. And that's why, if you think about it, we have sheet music or we have chord charts, those types of things. You should be able to replicate the original over and over again with a lot of precision. And we're going to talk about the formula or recipe for the major scale. All right. So like any recipe, you're going to first need the right ingredients and you will have to have the right measurements for these ingredients. Now, based off of what we discussed last week, we, we do have some of those ingredients in front of us. If you recall, they are the letters of the alphabet. They represent notes. Now, more specifically, in music, we only use the first seven letters of the alphabet. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Now, when we were last together, I also mentioned that there are tones between some of the letters that I just mentioned. Not every single one, but between certain letters, there are these other tones. Now, if we were to account for all of the tones between the seven letters, which again represents notes, we would wind up with a total of 12 tones or 12 notes that we have to work with, 12 ingredients. Now, if you remember, I said that the major scale will consist of only seven Letters, seven tones or seven ingredients. So all major scales will consist of seven ingredients, but I'm telling you that you have 12 to choose from. Which of the 12 do you need to use to create a major scale? Well, there's a formula for telling us what they are. So again, we're talking about the ingredients of which we have 12, but we also have to talk about the measurements for the ingredients. So again, um, if we were making a cake, You know, I can tell you, hey, we need sugar, but do you need a whole bucket full of sugar? Do you need a cup? Do you need half of a cup? But the point is there has to be some type of measurement system for your ingredients. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And we're going to eventually move on to providing that recipe for you. And I'll talk about that in in just a moment. But let me do this. Let me play all 12 tones for you because we're going to talk about the measurements here for those tones here in just a second and things will start to come into focus. All right. So here are the 12 tones or the 12 ingredients we have to work with. All right, so I needed to play those for you so we can talk about the measurement or the distance between neighboring tones. The distance between neighboring tones, that will become our measurements. So, for instance, the distance between one tone and the very next tone is called a half step. Half step. H-A-L-F step. Half step. Again, it's the note that comes right after another. Let me play you a few examples of half steps. Now, for me, a good way to remember when I'm hearing a half step is to think about the music from the movie Jaws. And depends on how old you are. Hopefully you may know about this this movie. If not, um, I've heard it in cartoons and, and different things on TV and film, what have you. you. You should recognize this sound or these notes. 
let's go back. Let's play all 12 tones again. Now, as I play this, know that every time you hear a note and then a, a note after that, that is a half step. The point being is that when I'm playing all 12 tones back to back, you are hearing a succession of half steps. Let me play it. All right, now let's talk about whole steps. That's the other measurement we need for creating major scales. Again, we have the ingredients out there, but we need to know the different measuring tools that we have. So already we have the half step, but now we need one more measuring tool. We're going to call this this one a whole step. Now, a whole step means instead of going to the very next note, you just skip one of those notes and land on the next. So you're kind of leapfrogging one note. Let me play what that sounds like. So when I do that, you're leapfrogging just one of the half steps. Let me do this. I'm going to play a whole bunch of whole steps in succession. Listen to what this sounds like. Sound familiar? It's kind of like that dream sequence you see like on TV or, or in movies where the screen gets all wavy and people start to have a dream or imagine something. When you hear that sound, that's a series of whole steps. All right, so hopefully you got that down. So we have half steps and we also have whole steps. Now, let's go back to something I mentioned last week. We'll come back to these two measurements here in just a moment. So when I played a major scale for you last week, I used, you didn't know this maybe at the time, but I used a combination of both half steps and whole steps. I used those measurements for something I played last week, which was the C major scale. Now, just to review, and you may not have this memorized, but I'll tell you the C major scale is represented by letters C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C. At that time, I also used the words Do, Re, Mi, Fa, So, La, Ti, Do. Now, today I want to take that whole concept and move just a bit further and assign each of those letters or those words Do, Re, Mi, Fa, So, La, Ti, Do. I want to give them numbers. Numbers. So these numbers are kind of like placeholders, or if you think about math, uh, they'll be um, our variables, if you think about algebra. If that makes no sense, let's just keep it moving. But hopefully you'll catch on in, in terms of what I'm talking about in just a second. So let's go back to that C major scale. So when I start with the letter C and end with the letter C, because the first and the last note repeats, if you remember, that will become our major scale. Now, in between those two C's, we have to figure out all of the notes of which we'll talk about here in just a second. Now, the, the C in the C major scale for today's purposes will be represented by the number one. It's the first note in the scale. So we'll, we'll call it a number one. And if you think about that do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do thing, the word do will also be number one. Now, I'm going to do a kind of a mirror. So I'm going to bounce back and forth between the do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do and the, the letters that uh, 
make up the C major scale. Okay, so let's go fast on this here. Now, the letter D in the C major scale would be the number two, or the word re would be number two. The letter E in the C major scale would be a number three. The word me would be number three, and so on. You, you got that? Does that make sense? So all we're doing is simply assigning numbers to the notes associated with a major scale. And again, we have seven notes in a major scale and the last note repeats. So therefore, we have a number eight in the mix. All right. So those numbers will be what we use as placeholders. That's kind of what I meant by the algebra thing. So the number one could be a C or it could be a D or an F or a G. It just depends on which kind of major scale you want to create. But again, the one will simply be a placeholder for us. All right. So I'm hoping that makes sense. All right. So we have now the ingredients. We know the proper measuring tools. All we need is the recipe or the formula for the major scale. And here it is. Listen very carefully. I'm going to give you the ingredients and the measurements for these ingredients. Here we go. The major scale consists of one whole step, two whole step, three half step, four whole step, five whole step, six whole step, seven half step, eight. That's the formula. Now, remember, the number one and eight notes are the same. So one and eight, they are the same. They're just eight spaces away or an octave apart. Now, let me just review what I said to you. Between the numbers, I mentioned either a whole step or half step. That is the measurement that will tell you what will happen after playing any given number. So again, if you think about the number one representing a C, When I play the C, I then said whole step. That means from the letter C, I need to go up a whole step. So I'll skip over a tone and then I'll land on the very next. And that will give us our next number, which is number two. Okay. So in between those numbers, again, we have the measurements. All right. So let me repeat it. Think about what I'm saying again. So we have one whole step. Two, whole step, three, half step, four, whole step, five, whole step, six, whole step, seven, half step, eight. Now, for some of you, that still may be a little tricky to remember. Here's how I think about remembering this major scale formula or recipe. Just say to yourself that there are whole steps between all of the notes One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, with the exception of two places between three and four, seven and eight. Everything else, assume that you are playing a whole step. Okay, so again, you know, the major formula is one whole step, two whole step, three half step, four whole step, five whole step, six whole step, seven half step, eight. Again, a very simple shortcut is to say to yourself, there are two half steps in the major scale and they occur between three and four, seven and eight. Boom, you are done. Now, the magic of this formula 
is if you were to pick out any random note on your instrument and called it number one, that note that you played randomly on your instrument is a number one and applied the recipe that I just mentioned or the formula, you will be able to successfully play a major scale starting on that random note that you picked out. Now, remember that random note, whatever its name is, that will become the name of the overall major scale you're playing. All right. So if you randomly, I don't know, picked out an E and you started to apply the major scale formula starting at E, E being number one, and use the major scale formula, E, whole step, and then go up to the next note, you will successfully play an E major scale. Even though you may not know all of the notes between E, number one, and E, number eight, you can actually play that scale successfully. All right, so I think we've covered a lot of ground today. Let's go ahead and rock today's tips And today's tips, they are brought to you by, haven't heard this in a minute, Jingle Money. This book shows you how to actually earn income by writing music for commercials. You got it, jingles. You can actually earn thousands of dollars for just seconds of music. And if you actually spend the time to observe this, jingles are everywhere. They are used for insurance commercials like Nationwide is on your side. They're used for stuff like Pepto-Bismol. They're they're everywhere. The, The I'm loving it melody. That's all in the jingle world. People are getting paid to make music for commercials. It's still a thing, believe it or not. Find out how you can get in on this action by picking up the book Jingle Money. Now, one disclaimer for you guys. The book will be out next month through Hal Leonard, but you can pre-order it if you hop on to Amazon. So check that book out. Oh, and you can actually go to the website jinglemoney.com and learn a bit more and read a few sample pages from the book. So yeah, check that out. All right, so let's get back to our tips and our tips will go over what we've learned today. All right, so here we go. We use 12 tones or 12 notes in Western music. We use a 12-tone system. Next, the shortest measurement or distance between one note and another is called a half step. The very next note, that neighboring note, that distance, it's called a half step. Now, when we skip over one of those neighboring notes or move up or down two half steps, That is also known as a whole step. That's a measurement or that's the distance away that you're traveling, if you will. A whole step. All right, next thing. Numbers can take the place of letter names when we're talking about major scales. More specifically, we're using numbers one through eight. Now, remember, number one and eight They are the same thing. So if I start on a C, I will end on a C. So again, number one and eight, just memorize that. They are the same. And remember, the distance between one and eight is an octave. The root part of that word, oct, stands for eight. 
an octave. All right, finally, the major scale formula is as follows: one whole step, two whole step, three half step, four whole step, five whole step, six whole step, seven half step, eight. Yo, I hope that this session has been informative for you guys who are learning your major scales and just kind of diving into music theory. Yo, let's keep it going for next week. Let's tackle some other areas of music theory. But I'm hoping that these examples and these explanations are helping you to get your mind around music theory and showing you how it's really not that complicated. You just gotta learn the formula, and you can do just about anything in music. And when you do, you will be more successful in that music life. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And hey, you can do one better by sharing it too. Be good. We'll check you out next week. This just gets old. I know there's gotta be a better way for me in this life.